Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is the Daytona Motormouths Podcast. The Daytona 500 belongs to Franklin, Tennessee's Daryl Waltrip. With two of the preeminent motorsports writers in America. From the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly. Hey, get out of my way. And Ken Willis. Come on, Godwin. Rubbin's racing. This is the podcast for NASCAR fans. He's down low. The Daytona Motormouths online at DaytonaMotormouths.com. And Kevin Harvin is the Daytona 500 winner. Now, here they are from the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly and Ken Willis. He's going to make it. Dale Jett's going to win the Daytona 500. Well, 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 Mr. Kelly. Ken Willis here with my friend Godwin Kelly, and uh, we're pioneering here. It's our first podcast. We're like Lewis and Clark. I feel like uh, we're on a wagon train heading west. We definitely are. This is uh, what we were going to call the intro. Okay. All right. That was fun. That was the Wayback Machine right there. Good to be back here in uh, 2019. I believe we're in uh, April, Mr. Kelly. Yep. Uh, Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly, episode number 100 of the Daytona Motor Oh, 100. Back, back then, that was episode number one we just heard a little piece of. And uh, everybody remembers uh, uh, where they were in monumental uh, moments in, in, in the history of man. Uh, today, uh, so here to help us celebrate our 100th is uh, Buzz McKim, uh, whose name is usually <clears throat> preceded by the word uh, words NASCAR historian. Formerly was the official NASCAR historian, I believe, now retired, and now he's just a uh, contrarian and yeah. historian. Buzz, uh, you must remember where you were when you first heard the original Motormouse podcast. I think I was in the John. I wasn't. I'm not yeah. Sure. <laughs> you got to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can uh, can you imagine anybody wanting to do this a hundred times? Well, if you're having fun and if, you, you know, you're. I repeat my question. Oh. <laughs> So who has what on you to make you do this? No, it's uh, it gets us out of the away from the desk, yeah, if nothing else. Uh, yeah. The odds, real quick, you're, you've studied things before. You know that it, what are you uh, from zero to one hundred percent? The odds of us making it to two hundred. Hmm. I'm going to give you a uh, hundred percent. Really, I like what you do. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm sorry. You, yeah. you're, you're chained to it for another year, a yeah. couple of years, right? <laughs> Look at God when he's Facebook live and over there. He's our, he's our techno, our techno beaver. He can do it all. He's a man. He's a man of many uh, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, before we, uh, I need the microphone. Before we go any further, um, Buzz has his own deal. Yeah, and he does it on Fridays. You have a deal? Yeah. So, uh, Buzz, what I want you to do is, just because I'll forget if we don't do it now, is talk about your deal on Friday. Uh, Yeah, my deal is called Legends of Racing Radio Show. It's a a podcast. goes global. 
No future in that one. No, <laughs> yeah, my banker says so. But uh, anyway, we broadcast uh, every noon on Friday from the uh, North Turin Restaurant, the site of the first NASCAR race in 1948, and we've been doing it for uh, coming up on 50, uh, 50 episodes. We we have our 50th next week. And uh, we've had a, a myriad of racing luminaries, how do you like that, huh, Wow! Uh, over this uh, past year or so. And uh, we have a lot more in the works. People are clamoring, clamoring to get on our show. And I know you two are a couple of alumnuses, aren't you? That's right. You were number one and number two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, those go together. Yeah, And Godwin's the only one of our guests that was late, but that's okay. You've got a good reason for it. Well, okay, so yeah. so I got invited. I was thinking that Buzz had a setup like we did, where they recorded it, you know, and then edited it, takes out all the stupid stuff, and then you know, do like we do. We'd have nothing left. <laughs> so I was, you know, I live in Palm Coast, and and the show's in Ponce Inlet, so it's like getting to the other side of the moon for for me. And so I was just lollygagging along, and I was running a little late, and I was like, eh, it's no big deal. So I walk in there, and somebody, your stage manager, was like, get over here now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, was, when I, remember when I got there, when you invited me? About 20 minutes early? Yeah. 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 That's, that's how the pros do it. So early, they were still deciding what the soup of the day was going to be. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. kind of you know learning as we went that day. You yeah. were our guinea pig, I guess we could say. Well, or our experimental bad. model. Yeah. Yeah. Call, me, call me Porky. <laughs> <laughs> but I get there, and it's yeah. fun. Then they said, well, you know what? We're uh, So-and-so is not going to be here next week. Our technical guy is not going to be here. If you can stay, stick around and let's help us put a show number two in the can, so mm-hmm. to speak, uh, we can uh, have two. So I was back-to-back. Jack. Yeah. For only yeah. time we've ever done that. Yeah. Just like Pocono. Back to back. Back to back. <laughs> yeah, that, we're going to talk a little bit about that later. One of our things we got coming up is uh, Kevin Harvick talking about next year's schedule. Is that right, Godwin? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're going to review uh, Texas just passed. Bristol's coming up. And we're going to get to all that and more right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you know? Daytona Motormouth celebrating show number 100. Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly, special guest in studio, Buzz McKim. Uh, Buzz, how much racing do you watch these days, and can you speak smartly about uh, what happened at Texas and what we might see at Bristol? Uh, yeah, yeah. well, I'm, uh, you know, if there's something on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I, I hit F1 every once in a while, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, I'm still a NASCAR guy. Yeah. And I, I was tickled to death to see how uh, everything worked Sunday. Uh, I, I think the uh, the new package is is probably starting to work itself out now the, the reviews have been at best mm-hmm. mixed yeah <laughs> it is not to, to be to put it nicely it has not worked in the way the most optimistic of uh, onlookers and officials had yeah. hoped well i so think what do you what do you see that makes you feel better well the fact that um you know that it wasn't just a long train 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like a single file, you know, uh, sporadically a car would come by before. Yeah. Now, at least they, they kind of ran under a little bit of a blanket. Yeah. And you had, you know, the first, what, maybe 10, 15 cars that were relatively close. And uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think we still have a ways to go yet, though. But uh, I, I was happy with uh, what I felt was progress. And Denny Hamlin won, completing, not completing, but furthering his comeback from a really uh, subpar 2018 he won at Daytona, which we know means nothing, and uh, but now to win at Texas, which is a fast track and it's not a plate race, a quote unquote plate race, and given what the Gibbs team is doing along with the Penske team this year, I mean Hamlin is now back in the saddle at, at full gallop, so to speak, and he has to be considered a, a guy to reckon with going forward this season. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's viable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got a clip from him after Texas, right, Goblin? Yeah. Oh, super. You got that uh you got that queued up? All right, let's see what uh, Mr. Hamlin had to say after his second win of the season. The 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 speeding penalty, the uncontrolled tire, I think did you did you miss pit road or did yeah. you or did you run out of fuel? I missed pit well both. We ran out of fuel. Uh <laughs> I know, it's amazing. It was we ran very out of fuel early day. in the race. Uh I passed pit road and we ran out. That cost us I don't know. Six, seven. It was a lot. It seemed like a lot. I lost the straightaway to everybody else. I think you 327 cars by my count, but maybe then, not that uh, And then I tried to come to pit road hot, and I about spun out, and I had to let off the brake to keep from spinning out, and then I knew I wasn't going to make pit road, so I had to check up and then lose another four or five seconds under another green flag sequence. And then um, and then we just – I was just – beating my head against the steering wheel thinking man we're gonna finish bad with a really fast car and um we just kept digging and chris kept doing a good job on encouraging us that we had a long way to go and we kept passing cars and passing cars and i think at some point we passed everyone for sure um but uh once we got the clean air in the front uh the 20 pulled off for his pit stop it allowed me to be more aggressive uh with the way i was driving and then we made a really good adjustment there at the end that got our car better. So really the only time our car you know, kind of struggled handling-wise was when we were in that pack of three with our teammates. Um, and, and, you know, had we had the balance we had earlier in the day, I felt like we could have probably got around them. But certainly we were uh, – uh, we, we had a great car all day, just a, you know, little, you know, a bunch of hiccups in the middle of it. And we just uh, were, were fast enough to overcome uh, everything that, you know, kind of got thrown at us. Forgot to mention that as uh, Hamlin's crew chief, Chris Gabehart, his first year crew chief was also in that. If you you yep. might have noticed a second guy butting in here and there, so that's yep. that was. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gibbs owns the uh, race team that uh, Hamlin drives for. Yeah. And they have uh, four wins. Four I think, wins. In seven outings. This four year. and out of seven. Yeah. Kyle Busch. Two. Denny Hamlin. Two. That is how many total? Four and yes. a half. We did. Oh, we did it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, you want to hear from uh, Joe Gibbs? Yeah, because uh, post Texas. All right, here's yeah. here's the uh, here's the coach. Yeah, I, I think what happens in our, in our sport, you know, you get on a hot streak, and then we all know in pro sports the hardest thing is to stay up there. And so I would say that some of those others are knocking on the door. I think there were some teams today that had a chance, but they made mistakes. And so I think it's just one of those things right now, but. Uh, you know, we're thrilled to be a part of it, I'll tell you that, and I hope we I hope we can find a way to stay up there. But in pro sports, we all know the hardest thing is to stay up there week in and week out because, you know, we got so many really good cars, many good owners and good, good competitors. It's the best racing in the world. 
they go to Bristol this week. Yep. Uh, Gibbs and Penske, those two teams, have right. won every race so far. Yep. In the Cup Series. Yep. Yep. Uh, we we beat this around a little bit last week, and we made our choices. And I've, since I forgot what I'd said, and I sure as hell know you forgot what you said, uh, we'll do it again. We'll let Buzz jump in. Uh, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, Buzz McKim joining us for show number 100. 100. Uh, yes, T-shirts will be uh, forthcoming, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, first non-Pinsky Gibbs driver to win a cup race this year, and will it happen at Bristol? Mr. Kelly. I think, I think the chain which is Gibbs Penske will be broken at Dar- at Darlington. Yeah. At so Bristol. I should stick with Darlington. Yeah. It's a long way off. No, I think it's going to be broken and and, I, who? and I think maybe uh I think maybe the other bush boy Kurt. Yeah. He runs there really really well. He used to own the place back in like 03 yeah. or something like so that. So he's like getting four out of five or three out of four. He's he's getting back and forth. That was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you take batting practice, you, you oh, know. <laughs> rehashing old wounds. Fresh wound, actually. Yeah. Fresh wound and a fresh wound. <laughs> so, anyway, my pick is Kurt Bush. Yeah. The, Which was uh, going to be my pick. i got to scurry and think of it. So we'll give it to Buzz. Buzz, when, it, will that streak end at Bristol? And if so, who does it? Yeah, I, I, I just got this inkling. I, I drove through Casadega the other day. And <laughs> Is I that got, your Casadega, Tal- yeah, Talladega? Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I got this inkling that, uh, uh, that I think it might be Harvick. Yeah? I think so. Because he's a little pissed right now. A bit. Yeah, he left Texas with what the uh, ball players call a little bit of the red ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could throw yeah. Clint Boyer in on that. Yeah, too. yeah, right. He, well, he's been angry all season. He's all mad about uh, qualifying. So, yep. Clint Boyer, I'd love for it to be Clint Boyer because mm-hmm. he's it's so much fun when he wins. Oh, yeah. I'd love to world. say Clint Boyer, but I'm going to uh, say no. The uh, Penske Gibbs deal lasts at least one more week. And I'm going to – nobody cares, but I'm going to say Brad Keselowski is the guy who keeps it going. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Why not? What the heck, you know? But, you know, it could be anybody. you, you got to remember. That is true, Buzz. It could be anybody. <laughs> anybody who has a car and a starting spot. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And the keys to the ignition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yeah. got to remember Elliot Sadler won there one time. Right? Good point. Yeah. With the Wood Brothers. Good point, yeah. Who were in a bit of a slump at the time. Yeah. So uh, it could be anybody's team. Well, that was two decades without a win. I yeah. Think. yeah. Is that a slump? A bit of a slump, yeah. Godwin, you want to talk about slumps? <laughs> Are you on move along? All right, we're gonna, we'll, uh, that's it for this segment. We'll be right back. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Ken Wells, Gavin Kelly, joined by Buzz McCampbell. In case you haven't heard, it's the 100th episode of uh, Daytona Motormouse, your friendly podcast. We're number two. We try harder, as they say it is. <laughs> now, they're going to put, uh, put a plaque out front for this occasion, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought so, yeah. The, uh, uh, let's talk Daryl Waltrip for a second. Boy, Jenna Fryer, she covers automobile racing, NASCAR specifically, mostly. 
for uh, the Associated Press, the wire service, which uh, sends its stuff around the world, and it's picked up by newspapers around the world. And uh, she, uh, most of the time, there are people who cover a beat, basically just cover the beat and report on it. Sometimes, uh, more and more recently, in recent years, they uh, double up and occasionally write a, uh, an opinion piece, what we like to call a column. <laughs> a column. You're learning a lot here, aren't you? Oh, I'm, I'm glad I came. <laughs> yeah, Jenna wrote about uh, old DW, about Daryl Waltrip, and how uh, that the rumors of his uh, exit from the Fox booth now at age 70, 71, whatever he is, that it uh, is probably true. It's probably coming up when they're done with their part of the schedule here in June. And uh, she insinuates that, boy, about time. <laughs> and, man, and, and social media just is, is, is rotten. But she, uh, but she uh, took a big blistering from, you know, people can comp- complain about DW and gripe about DW. But all of a sudden, it seems like everybody decided to come to his defense and say, hey, we can do it, but you can't, you know. And uh, so you're, we'll go with Buzz and then Goblin. What do you, th- well, your opinions on DW? Is it time? Uh, are you a thumbs up or thumbs down guy on Watcher? Just overall, uh, we'll play the name, or, you know, pretend it's a word association game. Mm-hmm. Daryl Watcher. <laughs> Daryl Watcher. Uh, Eagle. Yeah. A yeah. Bit. Nice, nice hair. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Oh, they, he, he let it go though this year. He, he went did. silverish. Yes, he certainly yeah, did. He lost, must have lost his, um, yep, his rap. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fab guy or whoever uh, puts the rap on the cars. Is, uh, but took, you know, he, took the month uh, off. He's a tradition. Yeah, he's a tradition. I mean, how can you get rid of a tradition? Right? I don't know. You know, until they have to prop him up against the mic, I say let him go. Yeah, he's always colorful. <laughs> even then, that'd be even better. Prop him up. <laughs> so who are you going to get? Yeah, how do you? Why do you have to have anybody? Why can't you just have a two-man booth, Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon? You got it. I think why did everybody fun. suddenly think, oh, we got to have a two, three-man booth because everybody else is doing it? Yeah. Hey, what's, the, what's one of the best? You, you know, you God knows you don't watch ball games, or you shouldn't watch ball games for the announcers. Mm. But one of the best things going right now, the hottest thing going in terms of public opinion, is Jim Nance with Tony Romo. Oh yeah, mainly because of Tony Romo, but right. Prance. Nance, of course, is a consummate play-by-play guy. Yeah, but he's but, a little but key a though. Two-man booth. Yeah, uh, Romo really has a little zing to it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Two-man booth. Yeah. Uh, some of the on the MLB network, they have a lot of three-man booths, but the occasional two-man booth. And when mm-hmm. John Smoltz is the second man, it works great. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to have a three-man booth. I don't think they have to. I mean, there's plenty of candidates, and God knows there's plenty of X drivers that would do it. You <laughs> oh, know? sure. So. Yeah. But anyway, so you think just stick with them? Yeah, and what stay with heck? them. Yeah, I mean, because they, yeah. Yeah. in other sports, boy, they tried to get, when they tried to get rid of some uh, beloved broadcasters mm-hmm. for individual teams, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Bo Schembechler took over as president of the Detroit Tigers, and mm-hmm. one of his first acts was to fire um, the play by play guy, Ernie Harwell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They almost burned the city down. <laughs> they said, you can't do this. Oh, they did. They never would have gotten rid of Vince Scully until no, he left they on his own. call his own shot. Yeah, yeah sure. So uh, do you do you think we should let Goblin weigh in on Daryl Walter? Oh, absolutely. He doesn't have a microphone. Well, I'm going to give him mine. Oh, dang it. <laughs> we had an easy out. What do you think, Goblin? Well, I think what they could do is, obviously, you know, he's a wealth of information as far as the sport. Because he's been involved in it since, what, the 60s maybe, the late 60s. Um, he he's, he knows a lot of background kind of stuff, and I think there's a place for him, but maybe not in the booth on race day. Maybe more of a, you know, 
You know, like they've done with Larry Mack Reynolds. Yeah. They they keep him in the booth or uh, at the studio. Yeah. And he weighs in on things, and it's like he's there at the track. And so I think they could figure out something with DW. Let me tell you something about race fans that I've the really good race fans and longtime race fans that I've come to learn over the years. When in doubt, go with nostalgia. They love nostalgia. I mean, as much as anybody this side of one of the baseball romantics, you know. So maybe there could they could be when he when he is ready to leave the booth, or if, when they're ready for him to leave the booth, whichever comes first. Um, yeah, I could see them doing a weekly taped piece with him, Memory Lane, <clears throat> Memory Lane with DW, where they go back and they show something that happened in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and re- whether it directly involved him or not, he was there at least at, at minimum as a witness to it, and just have him do a little can two or three minute thing each week with that, and I think people would love that to have him think back and look back and show the old footage. They love the old pictures. You know that. And oh, the old yeah. footage, you know that Absolutely. more than anybody in this room anyway. Oh, sure. So, I mean, I, I always think when in doubt, show a bunch of old pictures and tell a bunch of old <laughs> stories. And the and yeah. the core, the base of the, the of the fan base, the core of the fan base, that which is preferably still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they love that. They, they can't get enough of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, as long as you have that resource, why not? And, you know, NASCAR keeps talking about getting back to the roots, getting back to the roots. Well, there's the roots right there. So just, you know, run it as long as it'll go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DW, he did a lot of racing in, in Nashville, Fairgrounds. Yes, he did. And as, uh, the thinking is that that track will be back on the schedule in 2021. Do you see, I mean, next year they're shuffling the cards around, shuffling the dates around, but they can't take any races away from anybody yet. Do you see, looking ahead to 21, are you looking at uh, major changes, slight changes, beyond what we already have for 2020? Yeah, I think that, you know, they they have so many changes coming up this year, and you have to kind of get acclimated to that. And in 21, I'd I'd like to see them bring it back Nashville and Rockingham, which would be just wonderful. Is that possible? I think maybe so. Does anyone own the rock right now? Well, I think the bank, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, Thank you know. God, one's Mitsubishi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that would be great, you know, to yeah. have that sort of thing. Who knows? Maybe Might be too much work needed to get the rock up and running. Uh, yeah, maybe so. You know, yeah, of course, you can always dream about Wilkesboro, but, uh, nope. you know, that, no, that's Nashville, probably Nashville, I think, is a given, and, and I really like the, I think the uh, road course that road course in Austin would be cool, too. Oh, man. It is fancy. Yes. Nice. And they could use another date. Yeah. 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 It'd be fun. It's a fun part of the world. You know, you people would people would like would yeah. like to see that. Right. Uh, what? Since you weren't here, obviously, last week because last week was our 99th episode, and there was no reason for you to be here. For That's that. right. But this, by the way, is number 100. In oh. case you haven't heard, uh, last week <laughs> we talked about moving the Firecracker 400 from Fourth yeah. of July weekend yeah. up to uh, late August, beginning next year. Your thoughts on that? I love it. I really do. I might be an oddball there, but I figure the weather isn't going to make that much That's difference. not what makes you an oddball. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, you knew me when I was a kid, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, I like the fact that uh, you have a lot of extra attention on that race because it is the last race of the, of the, the season, the regular season. And with Daytona and the, the, the proclivities toward the big one, yeah. I mean, it could really change an awful lot going into the chase. 
uh, just by way of attrition or possible attrition, uh, which you wouldn't get normally at Richmond. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be great. Plus, it, it lets the uh, hoteliers come up with something else for the 4th of July here in town. And they, they will have no shortage of ideas, I'm sure. I would Godwin, so. now you've had another week to ruminate uh, and think about uh, and, and to daydream about proclivities of the big one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that's going to be my uh, fantasy league football team's name next year. Proclivities of the big one. Yeah, I'm not even sure what it means. Uh, yeah, well, I think, I, oh, oh contraire. <laughs> Mr. Kelly, well, I mean, what, thinking now that you've had another week, moving the 400 to late August next year, last race of the regular season, now that your mind is less muddled with all those facts, figures, and dates, and race names and everything, what are you thinking now? I'm thinking, brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Hey, you know what this means? What? We get the 4th of July off for the first time in our adult lives. No, no that's where you're wrong. I keep telling people, since, since they moved that race to the first Saturday of July, or Richard Petty says July, um, you had a 3 and 7. They're, they're here for three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So by my count, you basically had a three and seven chance of the Fourth of July. <laughs> well, now falling during that race weekend. Yeah, but unless even, you start counting even years, even if screws up the even if if it was and didn't fall that three day window, it was close enough to mess you. You're up. still working. I mean, you're still doing stuff. Well, like this year, I think it's on July July the first. Yeah. Nobody celebrates the first of July. <laughs> no, I think the second of July was when the concert when it was when it was actually when everything was actually signed in Philadelphia, and that was the fourth before it was ratified, I believe, if my history serves me. Sounds about we there. No. <laughs> you know what? I've never been to Philadelphia. Oh, it's nice. I, I hear it's, you got to go. I mean, if you like the history stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to put up a roadside lemonade stand. Well, that's where the Canadian robot got beat up. Really? Yeah. Um, now, I don't, did you hear this story? Okay, so this, this college in Canada put together a robot, and it couldn't move or anything. But if you approached it, it would say, like, you know, it explained, I'm from, you know, the University of Alberta. Let me ride with you and to wherever you're going. Then leave me in a place where somebody else will pick me up. Well, the thing made it all the way from, like, wherever Alberta is to Philadelphia. When it got to Philadelphia, the police found it in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) All strung out on on coke. <laughs> Had a needle in his box. Uh, so you know, uh, we've been there turning tricks. <laughs> we, we, we've been there. We took a family trip, and we had a couple days there. And speaking of, let me in your car and take me with you. <laughs> I've, I've had my, you know, no offense to the Philadelphia. Listen, but they're not. Trust me, there's not one person in Philadelphia that's gonna. Tune us in. Yeah. Well, you never know. I I pretty much know that. All you got to do is have one person from Philadelphia listen to this, and then all of a sudden we're going to get bombarded. Throw my my robot in an alley, won't they? Yeah. (laughs) Should we listen to Kevin Harvick's clip about the Oh, yeah. He had his uh, own opinion on 2020 and beyond. Well, before we get out of this segment, let's listen to uh, Mr. Harvick. So as as far as the as far as the schedule is, uh, in my opinion, for the 2020 schedule is a huge step in the in the right direction, and and I think um, you know those those round ins and and putting Bristol in there and having Daytona be the you know the last race of the regular season, I think there's a tremendous amount of really good things that that are put in there, and I think that'll continue to get better as you go into 21 and you see those 
those track agreements come to an end at, at the end of 20. Um, the one thing I, I would like to see, you know, with that two week gap in there, I'd love to see that first week. Um, I'd love it. I'd love to see the, a mandatory shop closure of all the race teams to, to really rejuvenate the, the guys, gals, everybody in the sport to, um, you know, to come back fresh and, and really, um, get kind of a mid season break. You see them do that in formula one. And, and I really think for the morale and, and just uh, to keep everybody from just getting beat into the ground, uh, I think that would be something that would be really interesting to to see happen. Um, but I, you know, I think from a schedule standpoint, I think we're, we we definitely have some some really good changes. You know, who's not taking two weeks off in the middle of next summer, Buzz? Um, I would have to say the folks at Pocono. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Me and Mr. Kelly will not be taking. We will not be going dark for two weeks in the really? middle of next summer. No. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. this, God knows, this thing, rain or shine. That's why we got a hundred of them in the yeah. can. Yeah. Have you heard? Oh, I've, I, I've number one hundred. That it's wonderful. Number one hundred. Oh, I mean, you guys are just you're, you're reliable. You know, I mean, people can that, trust you, you. That's true. You can, tr- yeah, we, you can trust you. Yeah. One thing, one thing for certain, you know what you're getting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No preconceived notions. Here. No. Keep that bar about ankle so, high. So this is our 100th episode of really? Daytona Motor Mouths, and we have to say Daytona Motor Mouths because somebody else has motor mouths. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's maybe Junior. Junior has motor mounts. Might be right. Yeah. So now, uh, there was a one or two other incarnations of this that we have done over the years here. Yeah. And uh, but this is the first one that's you know so stri- streamlined and uh, brilliantly uh, produced. Yeah. You get, you get, you know. <laughs> now another thing that w- Willis and I've been doing for a while. Excuse me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hot mic you're holding right there. <laughs> Is NASCAR this week? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's been 50, 50, damn near fifty-three weeks a year. Yeah, fifty. Damn near fifty-two yeah. weeks every year. NASCAR this week. It never takes a. It never takes a week off, even during the off season. Yeah, but there is no off season. There is no off season for us. Yeah. No. There's no off season. Yeah, and it for is us. in the newspapers, dailies, and weeklies across this land of ours, and in Canada. Really? Yes. Some emails and letters from Canada every now and then. And it is chock full of little items that are easy to digest. No long reading <laughs> there. No long form journalism. Just and, quick hit and get in, get out. What the hell was that? How's that car this week? Can I have another? Yes, next week. There'll be another one. And the week after. And the week what after. about the week after that? But we are going to take a break right now, and uh, we're going to get out of the second uh, segment, which was uh, you'll get that in big time auto racing. And then we're going to move on to uh, green, white checkers right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. About time to wrap it up, Mr. Kelly. Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly, episode number 100 of Daytona Motor Mouse. We're winding down. How do you feel? Well, I feel exhausted, but um, I'm wondering how long this is going to last. That's the question that's kind of hanging out there. Well, Buzz has no doubt we'll make it to 200. Buzz thinks we'll go to 200. Yeah. But do you think we can catch Kyle Bush? Ooh, what will he be on by the time we get to 200? He yeah. might be on 225. See, that's two years from now. 
Is he going to keep racing the Bush and trucks? It, it doesn't matter because he's going to win three, four, five cup races every right, year. Well. So, All right. We'll just keep on going. We'll just keep we'll on. try to outlast him. If we can't outrun him, outlast him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we do? Uh, you know how we end this thing, Buzz? No. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to say, of course I know. <laughs> of course. Uh, we play a little something called the birthday game. How nice. Yes. Uh, I looked through the uh, coming week to see from today through the following week mm-hmm. uh, who in the racing world is having birthdays. Oh. And it seems, you know, it's just a little bit of trivia. And people That's like nice. it. It comes occasionally, gives us a chance to yeah. uh, talk about somebody. And Today is ruminate. Jane Goodall's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, she has nothing to do with NASCAR. No, not at all. No, not even well, uh, not even the chimps. I'll that be she's a monkey's raised. uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> was she the drugstore heiress? Yeah. Uh, Goodall. Uh, <laughs> remember Rexall? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about the uh, uh, shoot Bay Rum? Bay- oh yeah, sure. Yeah, in the barbershop. Yeah. yeah. I found a drugstore years ago that sold Bay Rum, and I bought a bottle of it, yeah. and I just put it away somewhere. Mm-hmm. I opened it and tried it just for the hell of it, you yeah. know, and uh, I tucked it away somewhere, and I found it in a box like 15 years later. It smelled exactly the same. Did as it really? Yeah. Wow. Whatever yeah. happened to High Karate? High Karate, that's a good yeah. That's good. And yeah. Aqua Velva. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, Mm. something about an Aquavella, man. That's right. So anyway, uh, gives Goblin a chance to uh, show off his. He has an uncanny ability to uncanny to tell me how old these people are going to be. Oh, right. I I think Buzz. Here we go. Well, we're gonna. Oh oh, well, what we'll do is we will. uh, We'll make a game out of this. (laughs) Oh boy, I love games. (laughs) All right. uh, all right, thanks for joining us. They talk about mouse. We're gonna play the birthday game. Oh, you're right. I don't have to. Do I win a new car? A new car. <laughs> What's behind door number two? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> two donkeys and a camera. Uh, let's make a deal. Uh, you just won a donkey. Uh, now. We normally we have one rule: the person has to be alive. Okay. Now, occasionally, I'm not sure if the person's still alive or not, so we say to hell with the rules. Right. And occasionally, we say to hell with the rules when it's somebody who is of such stature mm. that we say instead of he's celebrating a birthday, we will be celebrating a certain anniversary of his birth. Oh. And okay. I tell you that why. You don't want to embarrass again. No. No, <laughs> no I tell you that because we're about to do just that. Oh, we're gonna, no. <laughs> our first birthday is a guy who's no longer with us, and it would have been tomorrow. Yeah. And how old tomorrow would Bill French Jr. have been? Ooh. 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 Did I mention that Buzz was a... Uh, officially licensed and registered NASCAR historian. <laughs> yeah, registered. So, yeah, yeah, Card right. carrying, yes. Yeah. 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 Now, just pretend we're on a road course. Okay. And, and tagged in. And, yeah. and, and he's helping me out All with right. my car this week. All right. All right, Buzz. All right, let's see. Bill, he would have been. Here's the good news. This oh. is going to take math. Yeah. yeah. He, knows, he knows part of this equation, but it's yeah. doing the math is where we might yeah. trip him up. Yeah, the math is a bad problem there, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say he would have been 86. And you would be right. Thank you. Yeah. 1933, June, yeah. June, April 4th, whatever. What month are we in? <laughs> I just know it's show number 100. Uh, Friday, former pretty good little driver, little racer, uh, Mike Bliss. He has a birthday Friday, remember? A lot of, uh, I think, ARCA, Bush series, yeah, some trucks. Open-wheel driver. Yeah. Great. In fact, I told him uh, one Modified. time. 
Uh, no, uh, midgets. Oh, geez. Yeah, and uh, he was here for the. We call them little cars. The, the little cars, <laughs> the cute little cars. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was here one time, and I said, you know, watching you in in uh, those midgets. I said that's the most fun I've had since my uh, honeymoon. He said you must have had a pretty sad honeymoon. <laughs> oh well, we'll get off that topic right away. <laughs> That's for no, that's for show one oh one. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> honeymoon tales. Well, Goblin, take a shot, Mike Bliss, Mister Bliss. Now, oh, you, boy, you caught, enough, you caught me. This is an ambush because yeah. normally, like if it's if they're brothers, rarely, rarely right. miss them. Like I can say, okay, well, he was this, a, and then I can do kind of you know, but I have no idea about Mike Bliss. Well, right? let's start with Buzz's honeymoon. What yeah. year was that? <laughs> what year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, I'm just gonna throw out 55. That's my. Huh? Even when he throws it out, 54. Oh man! I told you how unbelievable it is. This one now, this one. You're gonna do some ciphering on this one. <laughs> Sunday. Sometimes these guys are. Sometimes it's a thin week for uh, high quality birthdays, so we have to, you know, uh-huh. reach a little deeper in the bag. Okay. Loy Allen Jr. Sunday. Holy cow. Not Rex Allen Jr., but Loy Allen Jr., Sunday. One of the only rookies to sit on the pole for the Daytona 500. Yep. In the Hooters car. He is, oh, it's so much easier for me when you don't do that. uh, Hooters car, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. He got that Kowicki sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a guess. Okay. 48. Yes. He messed one up. 53. Oh, isn't that old? 53 on Sunday. He's 52 right now. Okay. But 53. Right. Godwin will be more wrong on Sunday when he's 53. Uh. <laughs> uh, next Monday, uh, hitting a little close to home, little TV boy. Speaking of nice hair, next Monday, Matt Yoakum. Ah, oh, good old man. We love him, Matt. Seabreeze High School, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Look at Godwin. Look, look at the look on his face. Oh, oh he's cheating him. Tag it on. I'm going to my lifeline. Yeah, that's right. Matt. 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 43. Woof. Goblin. Don't Matt. let my woof give it away. <laughs> Matt is. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 48. Both are wrong. 51. Whoa. Whoa. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought so. He carries it well. You know, the hair. The hair is seven. <laughs> uh, in the in the slightly way back machine. Also Monday, Robert Presley. Oh, I think yeah. he was old school. He he got the school banded after Harry, Handsome Harry retired. I think. Oh uh, yeah. He won uh, about a ten or twelve Bush Series races in his mm-hmm. day. I don't mm-hmm. think he ever never won a cup race. He was on our nominating committee one year. Was he? Yes, he for was. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Joe Presley, Robert Presley. Yeah, how old will he be? Well, he's got a hot dog stand now in Asheville. No kidding. And it's pretty darn good. And we were having lunch one day. Don't mean to drop a name, but we were having lunch with Jack Ingram there. I said, hey, he's pretty good hot dogs. He said, yeah, they're not bad. I said, I understand that you and uh, Robert probably got into a tussle a time or two. He said, no, but he, he said, I, I did kick his daddy's ass a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you do that, you got the kids' respect. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I, I'm going to say he's he's going to be the big 6-0. Godwin, you want to take a shot? Robert Presley? Yeah. Uh, I'll go under. I'll say 58. You could go exactly what he said. You are not. You don't have to take a different I'll say, number. I'll go exactly as he said. You would be right then. Ah! 60. Ah! Oh, one more, yeah. one more. Tuesday, we're going to venture outside of uh, NASCAR. What kind of Al- Although he did win a uh, – yeah. I mean, he did run a couple of NASCAR races. He's getting closer to that new car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a brand new car. Next Tuesday, yeah. Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. 
He is a one of the rare birds who is an IndyCar and Formula One champ. And next Tuesday, he's going to be a birthday boy. Anybody want to take a shot? Boy, don't fight over that microphone. <laughs> I'm going with uh, 70. <laughs> Not Jill Villeneuve. <laughs> it's Daddy. Oh, you mean the kid? <laughs> good, good, good recovery. The kid? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, nice recovery. All right, so I'm going to go with 36. Okay. Uh, 41. 48. God, you guys. Oh, whoa. Time flow. God, I built sure. you guys up. I built up Goblin anyway. Yeah, well, All right, well, Goblin's going to leave us with a dad joke, and that'll be it for episode. Which one is this? Episode number, I heard, 100, I think. Uh, next week will be episode number 101. I'm I'm Goblin Kelly. I'm Ken <laughs> Wait a minute, Buzz wait a minute, wait a minute. joined us in the studio, and Goblin's going to leave us from the book with one of a dandy, I trust, from the yeah. book of dad jokes. Dad jokes. Bad jokes and puns inspired by dads. Okay. And this is on page 66. All right. Oh, that's a famous racing number, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that Kale's, Kale Yarborough's Philip 66 car? Yeah. All right. There you go. See? I tied it in. Nice job. Yeah. So anyway, this uh, is joke 114. What dog can jump higher than a building? Oh, man. Uh, what dog can jump higher, higher than, than a, a building? building? Well, I give up. All of them buildings can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about do it. Uh, well, this has not been part of every all 100 episodes, by the way. It was a late edition. Yeah, you wouldn't have it may not make it to 200. <laughs> so anyway, Buzz, uh, thank you, Buzz McKim, racing the story and specialty NASCAR. Thank you so much for joining us today for our 100th episode of Daytona Motor Mouse, which you can find at DaytonaMotorMouse.com. Much obliged, guys. I am honored to be a part of this uh, fest- festivus. Don't get all fully stuff. <laughs> this, um, this lovely occasion. Yes. Thank you. And I appreciate the snacks, too. Oh, great. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.